When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. <laughs> I'm all right, Dad. How are you doing? All right. What are you doing? All good. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just sitting down having a chat with uh, with a mate, James. James. Oh, yeah. James. All right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's a nice lad. He knows, uh, he's had a few chats with Paul Ferris and um, Dave nice. Courtney and all that lot. Who else? Right. He's, been, he's been in some good company, then. Vic Dark. Hey? Do you know Vic Dark? Yeah, Vicky Dark. I was in progress with Vicky. Oh, was you? Yeah, East Londoner from Canning Town. Oh, yeah, we were just, we were just talking then about how, we, um, how I found out I was your son. Uh, well, there's a lot of muppets out there. They stick their nose in business that don't concern them. Now, for them muppets who keep having little pops at you, don't they realise they're having a pop at me at all? Yeah, well, just say to James, I don't really listen to any of this shit off anyone. We've had our DNA test done through the prison service. We know the cracks. So I'm not. I don't listen to that shit, as you know. Well, the facts are on the table, right? There's no disputing that I was with your mum. Right? You weren't the only one. <laughs> we know she was a raving lunatic, but I'm like a magnet. I always magnetise lunatics to me anyway. Mm. Right. So that, that's not disputed. Second of all, all you've got to do is look at a photo of you and a photo of me. We've got the same nose, the same eye sockets, the same jawline. Any bloody idiot in the world can see you, my son. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we're just having a little chat about it, that's all. Yeah, there's a lot of muppets out there, mate, that just want to cause problems all the time. Well, all I'll say to them muppets are, come and see me later, because I could be out at the end of this year. I know, I was just telling him about all that legal stuff. We've got this uh, this appeal we've just won, the court yeah, case. fantastic. We've just won the high court. I've got a public parole hearing. I'm just waiting for the date. We're going to smash it, mate. Yeah. Because for the last 50 years, uh, paroles have been held behind closed doors. Now, I've just got a new law. They've now got to be a public. So I can have the media in, the public in. There's no more sweeping my case under the mat. I know, I've got all my speech, I've done all my speech with the lawyers and that to say in court for you to stand up and tell them about all the good stuff you do. <laughs> hey, did you, um, I've not, I've not told James yet, do you, um, you realise that, that record that we brought out, you're number one in Cyprus, number three in Sweden and number 29 in the British charts. <laughs> did you see that on the yeah. paper on Sunday? 
Fucking... No, I can't believe it. I re- you know that nasty Nick? Yeah. Now, I was only having a laugh with him. Oh, know? everyone could see that. I told him, I said, hey, you better stand down, son. I've just smashed me way into the music world. Well, what I'm going to do with nasty Nick, I'm going to offer him to come on a CD and me and him will do a duo, The Righteous Brothers. Yeah, that'll be good, won't it? So Maz is here. We've we've come up to uh, we've come up to Glasgow to see Rodney. Yeah, it's so time for you, son. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? I fucking crying my eyes out all day yesterday. So uh, yeah, so Jamesy rang up while I was in Glasgow to come and have a chat with him. So it worked out worked out all right actually. Oh, well, that's good. How'd you get on with the doctor? Did you go and see the doctor? Yeah, hey, get on this. <laughs> I've got to see the doctor. Now, you know me, I don't like doctors. I don't get involved in doctors. You don't like anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been in the doctor's room. He said, hello, Charles. I've not seen you for years. I said, you're in a bit of trouble, doc. He said, what's he said, how long have you been constipated for, Charlie? I said, three months. He said, you haven't had a pony for three months. <laughs> That's right. He said, what have you been eating apart from the present food? I said, snooker balls. He said, you been eating snooker balls? I said, I just said that, didn't I? <laughs> He said, well, what did you have last night for tea? Shepherd's pie, carrots, potatoes, three blacks of blue and a pink. He said, oh, my God, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Scrambled egg, six slices of toast, meat porridge, and a cup of rosy leaf. Four blacks, a pink, a blue and a yellow. He said, well, there's your problem, Charlie. You're not eating enough greens. Fucking hell. Yeah, I bet he would, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Jimmy's a good lad. Jimmy's been to see uh, Ronnie and Reggie, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, I'll tell you who messaged me the other day. Ma- Maureen Flanagan. Oh, no, yeah, she's lovely. Oh, she's been having people messaging her saying, you don't know the craze and all this and giving her loads of grief. And she said about when he was on the roof at Broadmoor, she she walked past you with um, Ronnie and Reggie's mum, didn't she, and Charlie? Yeah, she, now, what, what, I was up on the roof. It would have been about 1981. Oh, that was the first... Ro- Right. So you took the roof off in 1981, 1983 and 84, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Lords me actually. I've been on nine prison routes, you know, sir. I know. Actually, Bobo, please. Well, think of all the jobs. Think of all the jobs you've created. <laughs> exactly. People don't appreciate that. Exactly. I... So what do you reckon now about getting out? Do you reckon we've got a good chance now? We've got this public parole here in? Yeah, well, this legal team we've got are brilliant, aren't they? Well, down to you, thanks to you. You're the one who got them for me. Yeah, well, we're a team, aren't we? So what, what are you... Um... They all believe in me. But at the end of the day, son, you've got to remember this. There's only really one person ever going to get me out. Well, that's yourself. And that's myself. I've told... I've been behaving for the last few years. There's no reason why I can't get out. Yeah, I've told you that. Yeah, well, look how look how far you've come the last three years. I mean, you you're just a complete changed man. Like I was, just, I was saying to James, you know, we've been teaching you all about remorse and re instead of regretting stuff because you regret taking that guy hostage because you got time in prison. Now you've totally changed, and now you've got remorse. And, it, and, and you're actually sitting there thinking, well, that poor bastard that I fucking took hostage, everything he's had to deal with all his life, and it's making you realise, you know, the, the error of your ways and realising what you've put people through rather than the consequences you've had to put up with being locked up. And that's what... And that's what the parole people want to wear. They want to wear that you're remorseful and you understand what you've done to these people. So... They all say that when they come and visit you. You're in the charts. You're not just a songwriter, you're a fucking hit, you're a hit um, pop artist. I'm a walking fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> right, so when you get out, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, we've talked about this loads, haven't we? Uh, you know, don't tell anyone, what, don't tell anyone where you're going to go or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm work at the crime museum. I work, I've got a job at the crime museum. So there's everything waiting for me out there. Everything. Yeah. I, I, I'm, the reason I'm not going to London or Luton or a big town, I'm not going to say where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere where there's not a lot of people. I'm right next to the seaside. Yeah. Can't wait, you deserve it now. You've been out of trouble for so long. And do you know what's really good now? Yeah. It's like like I said to you, 
over the last few years, this is the first time in your life where you've actually, you're not sat there as a lost cause. You, 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 you actually know you've got something to work forward to now to actually get out. You've got a goal and you know that if you smack one of the guards or hit someone, that you, that's the last nail in your coffin. You're never going to get out. Do you know what? I've come to that stage in my life where I'm now able to walk away. Yeah. I mean, that's massive for you, isn't it? I'm polite to people. I'm respectful. I'm no danger to anybody. I just want to live a beautiful, lovely life. Have you? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not far off 70 now. And I'd like to think when I'm 70, in a couple of years' time, I should be out there enjoying what's left of my life. Have you got any regrets? Regrets? Have you got any regrets uh, at all? Have I got any... I have got one regret, just one. I missed the strange ways right by nine days. They <laughs> <laughs> moved me from strange ways nine days before the right, and I ended up in Parkhurst. This is 30 years ago, this, 1990 it was. And, and after they moved me, nine days, the right went off. So I missed the, the biggest right in history in Britain by nine days. Hey, I went, uh, you organised for me to go and meet Alan Lord, do you remember, in Manchester? Yeah. Oh, he's a lovely fella, him, isn't he? Yeah, he's been on. Uh, Chuck Gazer. Chuck yeah. Gazer. He, he, he got a life sentence when he was young. He spent about, I don't know, it must have been about 28, 29 years locked up. Uh, he learned his lesson. He's out there now, works in a gym. He turned his life around. Yeah, we sent him... We sent him some money to help fix the roof in the gym, didn't we? Yeah, got a, sold a bit of art and uh, helped him out. Yeah, he's and a... always help me, mate. Sir. He's a lovely bloke. Have you... Um... What's Vicky Dark doing there? Yeah, Vic's doing good. I don't know Vicky Dark. Yeah, he's doing well. Well, if you bump into him, just give him my respects, because it was an absolute pleasure to do a bit of porridge with that man. An absolute pleasure to do a bit of porridge. Hey, I was telling, I was saying about there's no porridge in prison anymore. You have to have Rice Krispies now, don't you? Well, I'm ashamed to have to say this, but it's now 2021 and I'm buying my own fucking porridge. It's outrageous, isn't it? If I was walking around an exercise yard 40 years ago and I said to someone, wait, you know what? In 2021, I'll be buying the unpolished. They would have looked at me and said, Charlie, you need to go back abroad more, mate. I was just saying as well, do you remember that? Remember when I came to see you just before COVID? Yeah. And uh, I think it was at Wardell. And they took me in the wrong room and put me in with that Michael Adabawaji. Yeah, they put me in with Michael Adabawaji, didn't they? Unbelievable. I... What about when you was up in Wakefield uh, and Frankly, you saw them monsters? Oh, do you know what? I forgot to tell him about that. Um, when I met um, Robert Maudsley. When I met Bob Maudsley, when you said go to the window and say hello to Bob, so I put my head up at the window. <laughs> I went, all right, Bob. And he had his face about an inch from me. I went, all right, Bob, nice to meet you. And he, he looked at me and he's, he opened his mouth, smiled with his teeth. And I turned around and you was in your cage pissing yourself. And I was like, I was like, what are you laughing at? And you went, do you know who that was? And I went, no. And he went, it's a fucking cannibal.
Sports Social Podcast Network.